If you could spend a moment with some remarkable people and discover what their life sounds like, what would you ask? Welcome to Are We On Air, an audio encounter. I'm Armand Nafei, and each episode will feature one conversation with an inspiring friend of mine who will share with us the soundtrack to their life. So welcome to another episode of Are We On Air? For this week, I have a very special lady with us. Uh, she's a fantastic singer, songwriter, actress, model, mother, and a poet, really. Thank you. Uh, her name is Lou Doyon. Hello. I pronounce it right. Yes, Hi, you welcome, did. Welcome, Lou. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I must say, I've been loving, loving your uh, readings during the quarantine. You did so many Insta life. I think I woke up, I live in LA and I woke up every morning to your beautiful voice in your beautiful apartment in Paris. Thank <laughs> reading you. Poetry Trust. That's so beautiful and inspiring. Thank you. It was, it, it was, um, I don't know really how it started. I just remember discovering that there was a live function on my phone that was 56 days ago, turning it on, seeing people show up and say, I'll read for an hour and sing some covers and songs. And Now it's been 53 days in a row and uh, and what an adventure. It feels like a performance. <laughs> I mean, now you're on a schedule. People are expecting you to perform. They are, they are. <laughs> are you running out of material? No, no, I'm actually, I'm actually realizing now that I've got three days left because I said that this had had to stop you know and on the on <laughs> on monday officially in france we're, we're out of quarantine not really because with jobs like like we have uh we're going to be screwed for another couple of months but the majority of people will be allowed to go back in the street and i was actually doing it to to retain people at home to try and help one way or another and uh and no just now realizing i've got only three days left i'm like oh, but i didn't do even one third of the people i love and uh and now and so i think i'm going to keep it up not every day because it's it's actually quite uh quite i mean it just cancels all the rest that you do in your life and uh, and uh, but for sure that the idea to spread words and literature um it all sparkled because of a sentence of bukowski who says poetry is what happens when nothing else can and i thought yes that's what's going to happen now <laughs> that's what we've got <laughs> left and very soothing for everyone because you know you you start reading our favorite poets and you realize that they're either going through Second World War or First World War or the Vietnam War or the French Revolution or La Commune and you think, well, this is the bond of humanity. It, it's just that we've forgotten in the last 30, 40 years. We've forgotten that we were, you know, there was a rhythm, sadly, a rhythm of, of war, despair and fear and in exchange, that's why people were so generous, loving, passionate and, uh, and free in a way and maybe today because we have just so much security there's also a lack of 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 freedom in a certain way especially when you read i mean they're all so young on top of it you know you realize they're 20 25 and it's it's so moving yeah and humbling <laughs> well one of my little efforts to keep people entertained and inspired is to do this interview series well with- done with my creative friends to kind of pick their brains on their musical taste and their journey. 
And to begin with, what's your earliest significant musical memory that shaped you as an artist? I think um, I come from a, from a peculiar family where everyone uh, were were singers, but 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 I didn't see them write or, or or be in a process of music. So I only saw them. Half of my family are, are directors or musician men, and the other half are actresses or singers, women, who tend to do what the men have asked them to do. Even and which is funny because they're very strong. So it's they're not weak women, but they're very strong and they kept on working with guys who would keep them on their toes, literally. And uh, and so I was surrounded by women singing very, very high pitch and and not in their comfort zone and it didn't appeal to me and and I didn't even give it a thought and at the age of five years old I stumbled upon we weren't allowed television in my house and and I was raised by nannies obviously because everyone was constantly on tour and, and never around and I put the TV on and suddenly there was a woman with a very very strong pissed off voice she was lead the guy was behind with an electric guitar and I thought oh, What's going on there? And it was Catherine Ranger, Lerita Mitsuko, and I was five, and the song was C'est comme ça, and I thought, oh, I want to be a woman like that. I want the guys to be behind. I want to have... <laughs> I want to be on front and I want to do exactly what I want to do. And so it was, yeah, Catherine Ranger, Lerita Mitsuko, it was just a slap in the face. And from then on, that's all I was seeking. And at six or seven, suddenly I find Nina Hagen and I find Nina Simone and I find Paddy Smith and later on P.G. Harvey. And, and that's the common link between all of them is that they are doing exactly what they want to do and have the strength to show that they're down on their knees. And that was a mind fuck. And I thought, oh, I, want, I want to do like them. <laughs> Well, you already mentioned a couple of inspirations. Uh, how would you describe your sound in three records that are not your records? It's very complicated because I've, I've, it took me some time to, to make a, a, a bridge between what I loved listening to and the kind of horror of what I was doing. And sometimes I would think... How can how come you listen to only girls get really pissed off on electric guitars and morality you're there kind of humming behind an acoustic guitar and I thought <laughs> something's a bit odd so so I guess I guess it took me three albums to suddenly have an electric guitar and and I do still love an acoustic because um, I guess that I'm also fascinated by those women because there's something about it that that I don't allow myself I guess I'm I'm getting to that place but uh, but it took me some time to, to shed the politeness of maybe because I'm a woman um, and a girl at the time, maybe also because I come from a tremendous famous family which always made us, because the French are, are very funny and and 
have a paradox of loving their their famous people and hating them at the same time so you you're kind of you got to be in your little shoes all the time because otherwise you know people get really pissed off so i was raised to be terrifyingly polite you know really terrifyingly polite so the idea of just letting go um it took me some time to get there so i can say what albums made me hope that one day I could get close to a sound like that but <laughs> but there are albums that that uh yeah that I that more songs where for sure that the spark to write and the desire to try to be as as um generous and and kind was famous blue raincoats of Leonard Cohen that came as a re- real shock I think I was 11 or 12 years old and I remember just understanding that he's writing for his girlfriend's lover and I thought ah oh, that's what I want to do exactly like Jolene of Dolly Parton where I thought wow when you can write to the other one that's where it becomes interesting and and more twisted and more close to reality I love ambiguity and and I'm not keen on songs that are just kind of I love you stay and you know I hate you go away I always think nah, it's a bit more fucked up than that so um and in sound I guess that it was always something on the verge of strength and and breaking so the song easter by patty smith was a great influence of just also of a kind of um i love repetitions and i always write in a kind of they're always repetitive notes and just that climax the idea of climaxing and of just growing 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 into a song and um and otherwise very broken people like elliot smith um, in between bars is I think one of my favorite songs so um something of that kind of broken strong drunk <laughs> sound I guess uh, yeah th- those are my friends those are my musical friends those are the houses I try to inhabit one way or another oh the last time we saw you you look so much older your famous blue raincoat was torn the shoulder you'd been to the station to meet every train then you came home without Lily Marlene and you treated my woman to a flake of your life and when she came back She was nobody's wife Well, I see you there with the Kiss you again 
About your house, what does <laughs> what does uh, life in quarantine sound like to you? And do you have something on repeat that keeps you going? I've I'm I'm quite old fashioned, and I do find that radio is something that I find appeasing because we've got great culture radio in France called France Culture, and it's there's nearly no music, which is comforting, no advertising, which I like very much, and very very interesting people who have the time to say things that are. Uh, more complicated, I guess, than most of the things being said. So the radio is always on. And otherwise, um, I love, because time has kind of been in this weird suspended moment, it feels like if we're in a, it's a constant Sunday. So I've been listening to <laughs> to Gloomy Sunday by Billie Holiday. That holds me. <laughs> <laughs> that one has been on repeat. And, uh, and otherwise, completely to the contrary, um, It's Nina Simone. Mm. Um, yeah, Feeling Good of Nina Simone. So there, it goes from gloomy Sunday to feeling good. <laughs> There's my balance. Gloomy Sunday With shadows I spend it all My heart and I Have decided to end it all And prayers that are said I know Let them not weep Let them know that I'm glad to go Death is no dream For in death I'm caressing you Sun in the sky With you the last of my soul Breeze drifting on by You know how I feel It's a new dawn, it's a new day It's a new life for me, yeah It's a new dawn, it's a new day It's a new life for me ooh, 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 ooh. And I'm feeling good Fish in the sea River running free, you know how I feel. Blossom on the tree, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me. And I'm feeling good. We mentioned your beautiful Insta Life stories. Um, and before Corona, Uh, you obviously performed live yes. <laughs> for, for an audience, for a crowd. Um, do you have a favorite moment that you remember from your past performances or like a moment you cherish the most? 
Yeah, well, it was. it's quite frustrating because, like I was mentioning earlier, I was finally getting to that place of thinking, you know what, just go for it. You know, soon you'll be dead and and my my son is, is going to be 18. And I was like, your mission's done. You know, just go and have fun now. You've, I've, I nearly had no teenagehood being a, a teen mum and, and working since I'm very young. And so suddenly I thought, just have fun. And so we finished a world tour for a year and a half. And, uh, and in... January, that's how connected I am. In January, I said to my tour manager, I said, we can't stop uh, in, in, you know, in Australia in January. I want to go on. And so that to take the pressure, the money pressure and all the pressure of big touring, I said, I want minimum team, go back to a van. Let's forget about the bus. And I want to tour every really dirty, grimy club in France. And, and just uh, to be able to... Um, finally let loose of an animal within and uh, and maybe even you know dive into the audience and and just start being really rough and and so they all followed me and they said yeah let's go for it and so we did the first gig uh of that new kind of setup in uh on the 9th of march <laughs> and it was great and gritty and everything went wrong and the amps were you know were fucked and and my guitar they plugged it through the the amp of the bass and everything went wrong and I loved it because everything went wrong and I thought yes now I can't wait to jump in the van and two days later we were confined <laughs> so I'm kind of like oh so maybe it will be happening in September or October I don't know at this point but oh I was fingers away fingers away <laughs> from throwing myself in the crowd and neither I idea of a crowd seems to be a real issue and I thought if everyone's one meter apart they're not going to be able to catch me this is the wrong time <laughs> to try and jump in the audience clearly is it, well when you performed uh, do you have a favorite song of yours that you like to perform or in general listen to now now I have when I'm I mean it's always Thank God, it's always the last one written that you tend to, to like uh, more. So I've, I've, I've recorded a live session with my musicians of three new songs that I'm going to bring out despite all this madness at one point. So those songs that I've just, uh, that are all baby new, uh, I love very much. But on the last album, it was the song, the song Nothings. I think it was the song that I'm, I was proud of the lyrics and, and felt that, There was something there that I had managed to touch. It was about, um, I didn't know how to express a lot of grief uh, with the passing of my sister. And, and, and suddenly I was able in that song to express the fact that no words would ever uh, be at her level. That in fact, everything is in between. And it was a long conversation I had with my father on Bergson, the philosopher who was attacking movie making back at the start of the century, saying events any art that keeps on showing the events will pass next to life because what's beautiful about life is the in-between events and and the mountains are only there to to actually show the valleys in a way and and so the song is about that that actually every word that i would pin would lose it's all the moments in between that we miss the most it's the moments that we don't see it's it's all the stupid little things and so I was happy to be able to write that down and then when I started touring a year ago my father with whom I did three movies when I was younger and who's a, a very very <laughs> 
tough, uh, <laughs> um, quite violent man on a on a movie set. Um, I asked him if he wanted to come and 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 do a video for that song, and because he's completely mad and bless him, he said, um, "I will only if I can record the song live and be on stage with you when you sing it." And I said, "Well, uh, no, Jacques, because there's an audience, and I don't really understand where do you want to be." And he said, "Well, I want to be there in your face." I said, "So, do you mean between the audience and me in my face?" He said, "Yes, in your face." I said, "But we won't be able to rehearse." He said, "But that's what's good." I said, "All right. So, what do we do? A plan séquence, just non-cut for three and a half minutes?" He said, "Yes." And so I took him on tour. He was in the tour bus with me. He's 75. And it was during the holiday. So my son was in the bus too, who's 18. So suddenly this bus was filled up with too many men of my family. And, uh, and he would get on stage every night, three nights in a row. I would announce him to the audience so that people wouldn't get pissed off to suddenly think, who's this old grandpa coming on with a camera and blocking the view? <coughs> And and it was such a kind of trip, you know, you write a song because of someone that you miss and then you mention your father in the song and then little do you know that two years later he's on stage that I know, and I touch wood, but that he will be gone at one point and it's going to be a very strange story in my life, that song. And now each time I sing it, I see him. And I see him right on front of me. And the last nights that he filmed, I was just in tears. And it's the video that we kept. You can hardly see anything because the light had gone bad. And and it was just so moving to sing it, in fact, for him. He doesn't speak English, so he doesn't know what I'm talking about. And uh, and we exchanged. We had two exchanged that I will never, ever forget. So now this song, I think, will stay kind of... Uh, engraved for for a mingling of of different emotions. When there brushes the skin, it's in the shadows of dark. It's in the music of your skin. It's in the echo of your limbs. It's in the sip of all the layers. It's in all that sweat. It's your face when no one's looking. It's in the silence before the knock. It's in last night's dreams. Well, another another family member of yours, famous fa family member, is your beautiful, iconic mother, Jane Birkin. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite song of hers? Many. I'm going to be cheeky. There's, there's my favorite when I was small um, was is a song called Baby Lou because I was convinced that it was about me, which <laughs> which made me very very happy. And the way she sings Baby Lou, and it says I love the way that you picture life, and I love the way that you giggle through it all. And so I thought it was absolutely me. When I told her once, I said, Oh, I love this song. She said, Well, it's not about you. It was written before you were born. So that kind of killed me a bit. But so. Baby Lou still remains one that I love. J'ai compris ta philosophie, Baby Lou. Et ta façon de voir la vie, Baby Lou. Et pourquoi pas, si c'est ce qui va. And actually, to be very honest and take distance, I think that quoi, uh, the song what, uh, quoi, Q-U-O-I, is 
one of the most beautiful that she sung. The voice is absolutely beautiful. The lyrics are insane, and and she has um, such a peculiar way of of breaking your heart. And and she mas- she's a master of of knowing how to have an audience and break their hearts. And and that song is really really beautiful. Yeah. J'aimerais que la terre s'arrête pour descendre Toi, tu me dis que tu ne vaux pas la corde pour te prendre laisser ou apprendre Joie et douleur c'est ce que l'amour Well, we, we mentioned your daily poetry readings and reading your beautiful short stories. Do you have a favorite poem? Yes, I brought it out for you. I've got many, 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 but right now this one is, is resonates. It's by Pessoa and it goes like this. In all, there were three things. The certainty one is always beginning. The certainty one must go further and the certainty that one will be interrupted before finishing. From the interruptions to make a new path, from falling a dance step, from fear a ladder, from dream a bridge, from search the encounter. Oh, <laughs> thank you for sharing. <laughs> Pleasure. <laughs> Pessoa, the great. I love it. Um, While well, you're currently in Paris, I presume? Yep, absolutely. Uh, what song would you choose to describe Paris? It's a song by Jacques Dutronc called Il est 5 heures Paris s'éveille. And, uh, and it's beautiful because it's, it's a classic French song. It's also a song when you've been raised uh, in this country as, as, a, as a teen going out. It's the song that's played in every cab at 5 a.m. I mean, on every radio. So in cabs or buses at 5 a.m., they will always put it on. And he describes Paris waking up with the prostitutes going back home, with the garbage man going around, with the baker starting to make the bread and the croissant, with the people working in factories being gloomy and coming out of the metro. And, and he describes all of Paris and he finishes by saying that it's five o'clock, Paris is awaking, and it's five o'clock and he's going to bed. Et l'obélix est bien dressé entre la nuit et la journée. Il est 5 heures, Paris s'éveille. Paris s'éveille. Les journaux sont imprimés, les ouvriers sont déprimés. Well, do you have you discovered a new artist or a new song recently that caught your attention? I was so happy because because uh, I have a passion for her and uh, and she's very mysterious and 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 in this day and age where 
we're not waiting for anything anymore. She's one of the only person when something comes out where it's just dance and rejoicement and my God, that we can be happy. Fiona Apple is back and the <laughs> album is fucking amazing. And I think she's never been more herself, never been more peculiar and strange and mad and, and violent and soft and and slow like honey and and like a punch in the face and how proud I am to live in a world where there's a woman like Fiona Apple. So Fetch the Bold Cutter for sure is um, is going to be on repeat in this house. Fetch the bold cutters I've been in here too long Fetch the bold cutters I've been in here too long Fetch the bolt cutters I've been in here too long Fetch the bolt cutters Well, talking about honey and punch, <laughs> what's your go-to falling in love or heartbreak song? <laughs> I'm not a good one for falling in love. I guess, that, yeah, it's always feeling good by Nina Simone. I think every time I fall in love, it's just I put that song on and, and you know, it all goes uh, with. But Fiona Apple, again, I've gone through many heartbreaks with the marvelous song Get Gone by Fiona Apple and that song uh, brings me back up and gives me strength and nearly all of her songs are good for a heartbreak but Get Gone it just it brings back the the anger and and it gives the heart starts beating again you know it melts the snow in a way Cause I do Well, after after the heartbreak, yeah, out and about in Paris, roaming around, going from small little bars and clubs. Yeah. They're smoky and grimy and you're feeling super sexy. What's the sexiest song? Sexiest song. I never remember the name of the song because it's funny enough not named what one would, one would want it to be called. It's the Nine Inch Nail song, I Want to Fuck You Like an Animal, which sadly is not called I Want to Fuck You or Animal. I think I think it's... I don't even think it's called Animal. It's... I know it as I Want to Fuck You Like an Animal, which <laughs> seems to be absolutely on point and, uh, and the lyrics are great. And when he sings, you make me closer to god is it doesn't get better than that yeah i wanted to make a cover of it and i saw how embarrassed everyone was around me and my band was like you are not gonna sing that song and i thought but i want to <laughs> If your life would be a movie, what would play in the end credits? 
I'm a dirty trickster, so I guess that I would want people to be absolutely destroyed and weep. And so I would choose Avec le Temps of Léo Ferret. And I don't think anyone would survive that. Uh, it's, it's, it's just such a beautiful song. And the lyrics are absolutely amazing. And yeah, Avec le Temps of Léo Ferret, for sure. Avec le Temps Avec le temps va, tout s'en va L'autre qu'on adorait, qu'on cherchait sous la pluie L'autre qu'on devinait au détour d'un regard Entre les mots, entre les lignes et sous le phare Beautiful. Well, thank you very much, Lou. Thank you, thank you. It was so much fun. <laughs> Bless, thank you. Avec le temps Tout s'évanouit Avec le temps Avec le temps va, tout s'en va Même les plus chouettes souvenirs S'attalent de ses gueules for this episode's playlist, visit areweonair.com, where you'll be able to enjoy the full playlist mentioned in this conversation.